Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Today's episode is also brought to you by G-Site Solutions. G-Site Solutions is the number one dry fire laser training system. With the best variety of targets from tactical to game strategy, you download and activate the free app to your iPhone or Android. The Elms Plus laser cartridge is the only laser cartridge in the world with replaceable rubber strike pads. This allows you unlimited shots. You can work on your trigger press, your sight picture, your grip, your stance, and your breathing, all in the comfort of your own home while tracking how your accuracy improves. Look, repetition is the mother of skill. And as a former hunter education instructor and certified NRA pistol and range safety officer, I know the importance of consistent training to stay proficient and safe. G-Site Solutions Dry Fire Laser Training System does just that without going to the range and using up expensive ammunition. Head over to g-site.com and check out all their available products. And tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and ice down a cooler, I drive that old back road until it ends. At the rope and We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. Twenty thousand dollar horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have my guests on today. We're going to talk about one of the things that I've just been passionate about since birth, basically. Um, I still remember my first pair of cowboy boots I ever got uh, from Stride Right when my mom took me there and they measured your foot. And I didn't really like them because they had a square toe and my dad was wearing pointed toes. You know, and this is like, you know, in the 60s. So uh, and the pointed toes were like in then, but uh, I didn't realize it what a cool set of boots I really had. Uh, but anyway, I love cowboy boots. I've worn them all my life and I'm super excited to have Lyle from Lyle's boots on today. Uh, he's a custom boot maker and, uh, we're going to learn all about his business and, uh, and him. So Lyle, welcome to the modern cowboy podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We, uh, like we were talking earlier before we started recording, we, we've been trying to like get you scheduled for a while and, and, uh, we're actually doing this on a Sunday morning. So, um, (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it's been about two years we've been back and forth about doing it, and we finally lined it all up. I can't believe it's been that long, but man, time does fly. The one thing I got to mention too is I, I, your backdrop. I'm I'm loving your backdrop because uh, you've got uh, well, you, you told me it's your wife's studio, but there's a picture yeah. of Marilyn Monroe, a super cool picture of it. But tell me real quick what your wife does. I'm I'm intrigued. She uh, she sells children's clothes on a wholesale level and retail level. She has about four or five employees, about a forty five hundred square foot warehouse. Man, yeah, so pretty big. Uh, uh, is it her brand or does she sell? Yeah, brands? it's it's her. She designs it all, has it made, produced, and then uh, imported. And then she sells retail and wholesale. Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, so um, like you said, we've been trying to get this done for a couple of years now. And, and you know, I've, I've obviously followed you on social media and everything. And uh, were you, are, are you you're in Texas, correct? I am. Yeah. Yes, sir. And where at in Texas are you? So the, I actually just moved my shop last week. Uh, I was in Bryan College Station, Texas, and that's where I live. But uh, I actually moved my boot shop uh, about 30 miles north to a little town called Calvert, Texas. It's a population, I, I believe it's right around 300. It's really small, but it's a it's a pretty busy town. Highway 6 runs straight through it. Okay. And did you grow up in Texas? or I did. Yeah, outside of Houston. Okay. And did you rodeo and stuff, or were you were you raised yeah. on a ranch, or...? Uh, actually kind of, kind of mixed. Uh, my mom was a big city girl. My dad, uh, roped and we had horses and lived in a little tiny town. And I grew up kind of going back and forth between them since I was, oh, I would say nine or 10. So I, I I've lived in a town with 2000 people and I graduated from a high school with a thousand people in my graduating class. So I, I lived a little bit of both. Very cool. And when, when did you get interested or, <clears throat> Or when did you start, you know, making boots? So it all kind of started, I would say about, I've been building boots for three years, but it started about five years ago. I was actually building custom cowboy hats and selling, mainly selling and traveling and doing all the road shows and stuff like that for a lady in Oklahoma. And I did that for two, two, two and a half years. And then, uh, uh, it was time to move on to something else. We were going to have our first child, so we moved back to Texas. And then I had some downtime, and I've I've always really enjoyed cowboy boots, especially custom handmade boots where you can really just get what you want. Um, I myself always I have a really narrow foot. I wear a twelve and a half triple A. Oh, and uh, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, I always size down two sizes so they would fit my foot, but then my toes are running into the end and. So I, and as I got older and could afford it, I, I would get custom boots or nicer boots that would fit. And, and that kind of interested me and I wanted to make my own. And then it kind of turned into more than that. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because when I talked about the first pair of boots I got and these, these shoe stores were called stride, right. And they would, you know, they'd measure your foot, which I know they do a lot in, in Texas. And, and we did it when we, when I was at NRS and stuff too, but, um, I, I have a 10 B, which is, a yeah. very, which is very narrow. So I, I could never get shoes the way I wanted, but it, those boots though, <clears throat> when I was, when I was little, uh, I could get them and they'd fit me. And, but I'm just like you now, it, it's gotta be a custom boot really, because, uh, the other ones just don't fit your feet. And like you said, yeah. you, si- you size down, you got your toes stuffed in them yeah. and you're wearing two pairs of socks and it's just, it's a nightmare. And, it's been, yeah, I've been like that all my life. It's, yeah. it's been rough. Yeah, but people just don't realize until they get in a custom boot the difference 
you know, even if you don't have a super narrow foot or anything else, you get a custom boot made. It's a big difference. So, so you, you used to, you we're making hats, which is super cool too. Cause that's yeah. another thing that I'm absolutely passionate about too. But, uh, so, so you said start about five years ago, what was the, you know, the catalyst then when you just said, Hey, I'm going to start my own company. Well, so it kind of, it kind of started in stages. So I was working for the hat company. I was doing the road shows. I was doing about 26 shows a year. I was always gone on the road. And then I wanted to kind of, I, I knew we were going to have our firstborn coming soon. And I wanted to start setting something up to be where I wouldn't be gone all the time. And uh, so I originally, before I started building boots, I was having boots made in Mexico. I did that for about two years. I was designing them all. I was shipping the leather there. I had a small manufacturer, it wasn't in Leon, nothing big, uh, but they were making me about 250, 300 pair a year. Okay. And, uh, and I did that for two years and everybody loved it. And then I, there was kind of some issues there, language barrier, I ran into some problems. And then I got the time to actually sit down and, and learn. And when I did that, I bought a boot shop that had gone out of business, a repair shop, bought most of the equipment I needed. And I spent two weeks with uh, Brad Glenn in Lubbock. And uh, I paid him for two weeks of his time. And I went there and I uh, thought I was going to be a boot maker in two weeks, you know, went home, <laughs> thought I had it figured out and uh, spent the whole, I would say, next year just really refining and learning and and struggling <laughs> big yeah. time. Uh, but three years later that I've actually been building boots. Now it's, it's been really nice. Now, now did you have a, a, a natural talent for being, uh, you know, handy skilled with making stuff? Cause that's something I I've always loved, uh, you yeah. know, and, and I always get this idea, oh, I'm going to make this thing or do whatever. And then it, it, it always turns out like shit, uh, because I'm just, I just don't have those, that skill set. but I know you do other leather work and stuff too. So is that something that comes natural to you? So start, I've always worked with my hands starting in high school when I was 15, 16 i was a mechanic i i apprenticed under a diesel mechanic in my hometown and i i did that after school and work release and all that and continued that after high school for several years worked at a couple of really big off-road shops and performance shops in in the houston area and then uh, after that was going on for i would say four years that's when i moved to oklahoma left that and went to do the hats uh, and then I've gone back and forth a couple times in between, um, when I was just starting the boots, I obviously couldn't do it for a living yet. I didn't know enough right, uh, to make enough money, but, uh, yeah, I would go back and forth and I worked on trucks and I've done hats and I've done boots. So that's all I've ever done is working with my hands. Yeah. And so now are, are you, you're doing boots full-time now? That's full-time. Yeah. Five days a week. I don't work weekends. I got two little precious girls. I like to stay home on the weekends. Uh, I refuse. I will meet somebody to measure them at the shop or something, but I don't work weekends. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's great though, man. Um, so you, you talking about measuring it, say somebody, you know, doesn't live close by you. Uh, how, how do you, how do you get them sized up? So that's the, one of the biggest drawbacks I would say to being, uh, in the foot, you know, in the boot industry is in the custom industry of measuring, right? I have to measure you. I can't have you measure. I can't have another boot maker measure necessarily. I can't, because I know when I put that tape measure on your foot and then when I go measure the last and I'm using the same tape measure, 
which believe me or not, they stretch and they get different. You got to yep. use the same one. Yep. And then when I grab a last, I'm measuring in the same spots and I know my process, my process and, and Johnny down the streets process are going to be totally different. And, uh, it's, it just can create issues. I've never had someone measure themselves and, and make a pair of boots. I just don't see it going well. Yeah. And I don't want to do it twice. It's too, too many hours in a pair of boots. They have to build them twice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's, I've had, you know, several sets of, uh, sets of custom boots. I've just got another pair, not that long ago. Um, and this company, actually, they send you out a, a mold for your foot. And it's like, when I was in, when I was a chiropractor, I used to prescribe orthotics and it's the same type of deal where you step in the mold. And, you know, I was really thinking, well, that is going to work really well. But what's interesting, you know, as you well know, you know, one foot's different than the other. And, uh, you know, I, so I got my boots and I absolutely love them. They're great. They're, they're amazing. They fit good. But that the one boot on my right foot, it doesn't, it doesn't fit, you know, like the left one does really. <clears throat> and I'm wondering if I've, w w when that initially happened, I'm wondering if, 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 cause I've measured my own foot and sent it with all that mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and yeah. it's, it's like, I, I wonder if he would have, if, if, if I would have been there and they'd have measured if they'd have, if it would have come out different, I don't know, but it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, because, you know, you pay for a custom pair of boots and you get them. And when I slipped that right one on, I'm like, Ooh, shit, you know, uh, you know, you want, you want yeah. it to, to be right. But the, the margin of error is really small. I right. mean, you miss a quarter inch on a measurement on a foot. That's going to be a, a noticeable difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to know, like I said, I measure in six spots and I do a calf measurement. If, uh, if I don't put that tape where they put the tape, it's going to be different. I yeah. mean, it just is. Yeah. And even boot makers, uh, Lee Miller, who's an awesome, awesome boot maker, been doing it a long time. He's very into the fit. That's his, he has a couple people that build boots in his shop. And, uh, but his, his whole thing is fit. And the way he measures a foot is unlike anybody else. It's not the way I measure. It's not the way the people I learn from measure. It's, it's not the way, uh, you know, Jarrett Van Curen and, and Pittsburgh, who's a good friend of mine, measures. Everybody does it different. But as long as you keep yours the same and it works for you, yeah, you can do it. But yeah. as, if, if you have someone else do it for you and then you make the last, it's just not going to work out yeah. most of the time. It yeah. could, it could, but <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna, you're, you're like you said, the margin of error is is very small. It is, uh, yeah. So, um, now when you make the last, the last is the, uh, um, I mean, I kind of know what they are. I know what they are, but I'm, I'm I may screw it up when I'm saying it. Are, are they made out of wood? Is that what you make them so out of? So the old last, yes, the old okay. last were made out of wood, normally maple. Okay. Uh, those I would say kind of went out in the. 60s oh, they did. Okay. late 60s they stopped making them out of wood uh some of the shoe last in uh, overseas in europe and stuff they still will make them out of wood but all the last that 90 percent of the boot makers are buying currently are going to be a plastic mold uh and all they are is it's it's what you're it's the shape right it's the size the width the toe shape all that is on the last and then you build the boot around the last and then when you're done, you pull the last out. It's just like a hat block and a hat. Right. You have a blast for a boot. Gotcha. Yeah. And so um, let's talk about the, the design of the boots. Uh, 
because, you know, your boots have a certain look. I mean, you can tell that they're, you know, Lyle's boots uh, is, is and obviously that's probably by design. It's something that, you know, you like, but you do you make a variety of different toes and, mm-hmm. and things as well. Correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. But the one, the, the, you know, the, the I don't know, is that uh, what's what's the main toe that you make is I, I don't box know. toe. Box toe. It's, okay. it's called a box toe. Yeah. Some people call it a cutter toe. Right. It's not not really the correct name for it. That's what some like big brands will call it. Uh, a box toe can be anything from a snip toe, a five eighths half inch snip toe to an inch and a half to a two inch box toe. A box toe is just a flat front and then kind of chopped off. It looks like it's just cut in the front. Right. Yeah. That's my go to. That's what I build. That's what I wear. It's what people see when they come in my shop. It's it. It's pretty popular. Yeah, and um, and then you do you do uh, mostly single stitch on the outside or every pair. Yeah, you know yeah, it's it, it's, it's interesting. I was talking with uh, Dave Sharp on the podcast actually yesterday. We recorded one, but uh, we were talking about that. And you know he trains Colts, and and he says yeah. you know he he likes that snip toe or the box toe and yeah. he likes the single stitch. He goes because you know you get some of those ones that and he's and he has a very wide foot, and so you got a wide foot with the double stitch, you know, boot and a wide toe. And he goes, you know, there's not a lot of room in those stirrups sometimes. And it's, it's, it's hard to ride with them. So. Uh, yeah. It, my reasoning on the double stitch and, and a lot, I can probably go ahead and say this for most of the custom makers is, is that's how boots were made. Double stitch is new. I mean, that, that, right. wasn't, that wasn't around back in 50 years ago, 60 years ago. And uh, we don't want, our boots to I don't want my boots to look like a Cavender's boot when you right. go to Cavender's and they have 1500 2000 pairs sitting on the shelf and they all look the same just different colors right I, I I don't like that personally I want them to look dressier I want them to look um more traditional and it's just a style I like I mean I kind of tend to like to build what I like personally yeah. no I, I I agree with you 100 because I I build homes and I like to build uh modern type homes and so yeah. it's the same kind of deal uh yeah it's very cool and the other thing too that i love about your boots is is the colors you got a uh, just a vast variety of colors which is is really cool and then um you know let's talk about the like the heels and the instep and all that it yeah. is is that all a leather do you put or, you, or do you put any anything else in it or what do you do with that my boots are about 95 percent leather Okay. The only thing that's not leather in my boot is going to be a toe box. Sometimes I use a elastic material or a heat activated material. You can use a leather toe boxes. A lot of boot makers do. It's the old school way. It right. does take a lot of time though. And, and a synthetic toe box and not a plastic molded toe box, totally different, but a heat activator, so elastic toe box, uh, they work great. And they've been using them for a long time. Uh, heels are stacked leather. They're all out of sole bins, real hard, heavy-duty leather. It's not wood. A lot of people think they're wood. Right. Yeah, they're stacked leather. Right. And and then so you you do and you got the uh, a variety of heels too, from like a, a walking heel to I build them all. So I mean, yeah, I don't use pre-made heel bases anymore. I did when I first started, but even with a pre-made heel base, you you do have to shape them and sand them. If someone wants one with a lot of underslung like on the back cut right. in real hard i can if someone wants it real blocky i can it's just whatever you want i'll do whatever right very cool so uh five days a week is it just you in the shop or do you have anybody that helps you or so for the 
since I started, it's always been me. Currently, as we speak, I do have a a, a young guy from uh, Kansas, Coy Polmeyer. He's actually a PRCA bull rider, but he's he's learning to build boots. And uh, he came down for five weeks. I got a big project I'm working on right now. I have uh, ten pair of boots that are going to a group of guys in Sulphur Springs. Uh, that's my biggest group that I've done. And uh, he came down to kind of give me a hand with those and also learn a little bit, help a little bit. He's built he's built a couple pair of boots and he's doing good and he's going to leave and hopefully we'll get him back in the early spring before he leaves the rodeo. Very cool. So is this this group of guys, these 10 guys, is this for like a wedding or something or is it just the guys that got together? And So I, I, I still shape hats uh, about five times a year. Okay. And uh, I do Houston Stock Show, San Antonio Stock Show, NFR, High School Finals, and uh, Abilene Western Heritage Ranch Rodeo. And I actually met these guys at Houston Stock Show. I was shaping hats for Rick Femister at Heads or Tails Hats, who I've been shaping hats for since I uh, left the other hat company. And uh, I just got to talking to him, and he's like, I want a pair. And I was like, all right, well, come down to my shop. He goes, well, I want you to come to me. And I was like, <laughs> sir, I don't do that. I was like, you're like four and a half hours away from me. And he goes, I'll make it worth your while, I promise. <laughs> And I didn't know if the guy was just blowing smoke or or what, but I took a shot and I went up there and he had 10 friends sitting around his living room waiting on me to get there with a bunch of leather and, and measure. And, I, and every one of them ordered a boot. It was it was awesome. It was a great experience. No it's kind of like a trunk show, so to say. Yeah, it was it was really nice. That's very cool. You know, um, you, you also mentioned the hat shaping, uh, uh, which is something else I I just love. I I, I actually, you know, I mean. I shaped my own hats. I never really knew what I was doing, but not even really open crowns that much until yeah. probably man, eight years ago is when I really got into that. But I had the opportunity when I was at NRS there for a little bit uh, to go to oh, American Hat Company and got to go through their hat shaping deal and whatever. And then I shaped hats at, at NRS too. And yeah. There's something about shaping hats, which I'm sure is, is like with building boots. It, just being at that hat bar and, and, and running that pedal, man, it, it's, it's very relaxing and, I don't know what it is. It's, it's magical, dude. It's just, it's super cool. And, and when you're shaping a hat for somebody and you know, and you're shaping it up and you get it on them, uh, it's, it's very satisfying. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I've, I've done that since I started working with hats. So man, it's probably been since 2015, man. And, uh, I've done Houston stock show, I think seven or eight times, uh, NFR six times now. Uh, I go, I still go to those five. I help them out every year. I kind of block out my schedule for them. It's something I love and I still get a taste of it. And then I can come home and build boots. Yeah. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so you're going to be at NFR this year. I will. Yeah. I'm, I got to have all these boots done right before Thanksgiving. So I fly out the 27th and I deliver these, uh, it's actually 11 pairs, 10 to that group. And then one to Nick Grant in Fort Worth at uh, at Schaefer. Oh, Schaefer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm building him a pair for he wants them for NFR too. So I'm gonna go make my rounds on the 20th, drop all those off, and then go have Thanksgiving, and then jump on a plane the 27th and head to Vegas. Very cool. Well, we're gonna be out there, my wife and I, and uh, I was just talking with her. She wants to get a pair made, so we and so we can both get measured there. But she yeah. she's gonna want. Uh, uh, some pink ones or fuchsia or whatever. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, we'll, we'll figure that all out when we, when we. For when sure. We get, yeah. That'd connect. be a great spot. I'm, I'm going to have a couple people I got to measure. It's busy out there. We'll, oh, I, yeah. 
we'll be running around like crazy. But uh, I'm measuring uh, Creek Young, who's actually riding at the finals this year. He he messaged me. He's from Missouri, I believe. Right. And it's hard to get down to Texas. So whenever we find little opportunities to measure somebody, yeah, uh, we try to line it out and we'll get it done. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, I'll look forward to seeing you there, man. Yeah, uh, we'll be upstairs at the convention center. Yeah, very cool. So anyway, so you got two two young girls too. You, uh, how old are they? Nineteen months and three and a half. Oh man, yeah. So you're two you're, girls. Yeah, yeah. You're at that great stage, man. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it is, dude. You 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 gotta just really cherish it because it goes by too fast. It really yeah, does, my man. my, uh, my oldest always tells me she wants to be a bootmaker every time she comes to my shop, and I'm like, please be something else. <laughs> Go be a doctor or something. So yeah, so you're heading out to the NFR, um, and uh, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about we just had a little bit of a mishap here, so we we had to pause for a minute. So um, we were talking about uh, I think we we're talking about your daughters. And yeah. then, and then, uh, uh, your wife's business and where were we going from there? Hang on, well, hang on, hang on a second. Yeah. So anyway, so you recently won some awards. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So every year in October, there's a, it's a, not a public event. It's a makers only event, but it's called the boot and saddle roundup. It's out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Kathy Kimmel and the Kimmel family has been putting it on for 36 years, around something like that. And uh, I did. I, I brought three pair of boots. I entered all three in different categories. And I, I did. I took home two two plaques, two awards. It was, it was a good a good day. Very cool. Very cool. And so the boot makers from all over come there or just out of Texas or? It's mainly Texas. Yeah. They're from everywhere, but majority of the bootmakers are in Texas, I would say. And yeah. then, uh, there was a sum from uh where were they? New Hampshire. I oh really? Yeah. And then maybe Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, a lot from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Texas. That's where the majority of them are. And it's nice. It's it's fun. It's two day deal. It's a trade show too, so there's a lot of leather distributors and tool makers and whatnot are there, and it's just a big get together. It's really fun, and it's good to get the young guys like myself in there with the guys that have been building boots for 30, 40 years. You can talk, yeah. you know, talk boots, talk process, talk about family, talk about whatever you want. It's just a good, good get together, and you know, I have some good friend of mine, Josh Duvall lives in Oklahoma. And I, when I was working at, at uh, the hat company, I was around him quite a bit. When I moved back to Texas, I don't see him, but every year at the boot show and it's right. so good to, to talk to everybody and enter some boots and see what everybody's doing. It's just, it's all good fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool, man. Well, congratulations on that. That's uh, that's quite a deal. Well, Hey, we're getting close to the end of our time here. So I'm going to ask you my, Three questions to ask everybody, and okay. first one's going to be probably pretty obvious. Your favorite uh, brand of boots? <laughs> if I, uh, I'm not going to say mine because I'm, I'm. There's people way better than me. Uh, I would, I would give you three makers that I look up to and uh, and that I really enjoy being around. And it's my two good friends, Josh Duvall out of Oklahoma, top notch guy, 
top-notch bootmaker. Jarrett Van Curen out of Pittsburgh, Texas. He's a great guy. He's helped me out a lot. And then uh, I would say my biggest mentor would be Greg Carmack. He, he doesn't build boots anymore for the public. He, he kind of put it up and retired, but he's, he's, he's number one in my eye. Very cool. Uh, how about cowboy hats? You got a favorite brand or, or maker? Custom or, or, uh, yeah, well, you can factory. give me both. Let's, let's do both. Give me factory so, and the hat company I worked for was Shorty's Hattery at Oklahoma city. And I still think as a custom hat shop, they make, one of the nicest hats and i'm not just saying that because i work for them uh they really do and, and then as a manufactured hat like a big company hat i would say it's american american makes a really nice hat and so does rodeo king close second yeah very cool how about uh, western movies cowboy movies you got a favorite mm, tombstone yeah yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but yeah. No, it's it's not cheesy, it's man. It's it's one. you can't you can't beat it. I mean, everybody probably says that. But yeah, yeah. It's a good one. You probably can't see it, but there's a picture behind the, on the wall here of uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday, and it was actually drawn by um, Buck Taylor, who played oh. you know in in the movie too. So anyway, and it says uh, Law and Order every time, Daniel. Anyway, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I love that movie, man. Yeah, that's a good one. It's it's probably one of the ones that most people can quote, you know, word yeah. word. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, hey, uh, do you do anything else outside of boot making or that would surprise us uh, that is uh, another hobby or passion? or Just the mechanic work, I would say. A lot of people, it's funny, most people from both different industries have no clue I do the other. You know, right. most of you guys don't know. I've worked on exotic cars and big lifted trucks and, yeah. and everything. And then most of my mechanic buddies have no clue I build boots, but <laughs> I, I kind of don't do the mechanic stuff too much anymore. That's kind of hopefully behind me, you know, yeah. boots from here on out. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, uh, Hey man, it's been great talking with you. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, I look forward to seeing you out in Vegas and, and getting measured up and, uh, and uh, getting some boots made. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. All right, man. Well, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. You bet. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the roping pen can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen
Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping